Mike, you'd never have to ask that question. We're going to look at um, another section here, and, and this one's going to go quicker, and it's going to be much simpler, but I think it's very important because there's a statement made about Jesus that I think has some bearing upon us in a, in a very relevant way. But you'll notice in verse 44, he said to them, and you know the context, these are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you. So again, he's reminding them that everything I'm saying now, I've already said before, that all things which are written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. I don't think that's all Jesus said. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise again from the dead the third day. Thus it is written. This is not new revelation. You've had this all your Jewish lives. <laughs> and that repentance for forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in the name to all, my, his name to all the nations beginning from Jerusalem, and that's in the book of Isaiah. You are witnesses of these things. You didn't, you didn't believe the witness of others. Now you're going to be witnesses. And behold, I am sending forth the promise of my Father upon you, but you are to stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. I want us to look at the statement here that he opened their minds to understand the Scriptures. Was that magic? <laughs> Have you ever been studying the Bible and you just wish God would open your mind? Just some divine intervention. I don't want to have to study this. It's too hard. I'm going to have to give up some of my free time to understand this. God, just open my mind. Work your magic just like you did on them. Is that what happened? When Jesus spoke about all the things which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms, he was explaining again about the things written of him in the scriptures that had to take place. I want to suggest to you, and I hope you've already seen this based on everything I've said over the last couple of weeks about these disciples and, and where they were at, is that this opening of the mind to understand the scriptures is a matter of the heart. Now, I want you to put your eyes on Acts chapter 16, and you'll see this. In the case of the conversion of Lydia of Thyatira. Notice in verse 14 of Acts chapter 16. A woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple fabrics, a worshiper of God. She was doing something. What does the verse say? What does it say? What does it say in Acts 16, verse 14? She was listening. She was listening. And what happened next? And the Lord opened her heart to respond to the things spoken by Paul. Was that magic? How did he open? How did the Lord 
open her heart. The same way that Jesus opened the minds of the apostles. He explained to them the things concerning himself in the scriptures. But their mind would not have been opened so as to understand. Lydia's mind, her heart, would not have been opened so as to understand what she needed to do to become a child of God if they weren't listening. That's a matter of the heart. The reason we don't understand the Scriptures, there's not a problem with the Scriptures. The reason we don't understand the Scriptures, it's not a problem with the Lord. He wants to open our minds. He has explained Himself. He has explained God. He has given us a revelation. If we don't understand, it's because we're not listening. That's why Jesus said over and over again, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. He who has eyes to see, let him see. You've got to perceive, but you've got to listen. In Matthew 13, when he was explaining to his disciples why he taught in parables, he then took a statement or statements from the book of Isaiah to explain why some would not understand. And it was very simple. You will keep on hearing, but will not understand. You will keep on seeing, but you will not perceive. For the heart of this people has become dull. With their ears they scarcely hear, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they would see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and return, and I would heal them. He was talking about the religious people. And we see the same problem among the religious people today. It's because we don't have heart to listen. We're too busy. We're too tired. We're too preoccupied. We have all those worldly concerns. We're troubled about many things. We're not listening because our heart is not good and it's not honest as it's described in Luke chapter 8 and verse 15, that is that fourth soil that received the word and bore fruit. If you're studying your Bible and you're not understanding, this is one of the problems. Secondly, the mind can be opened to understand the Scriptures, but we have to bear in mind that we can understand this. If you say to yourself at any point, I cannot understand this, you never will. If you're playing basketball and you say, I cannot score, it'll be an accident if you do. If you're playing football and you say, I cannot make the tackle, and you do, it'll be an accident. If you put self-defeating thoughts in your mind, you will be defeated every time. If you say, I cannot understand the Bible, you never will. The good news is, the Bible says, I can be understood. 
Now, Peter said of the writings of Paul that some things are difficult to understand, but Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 4 by referring to this, when you read, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ. When you read, you can understand. But remember, when you're reading, you've got to be listening. You can't have a dull heart. You can't have a heart that's clouded with fear and anxiety and worry or that really doesn't want to know, that really doesn't have the hunger and the thirst for righteousness that leads to a blessed life, you're not going to understand it. Jesus said in John 7 verse 17, if anyone is willing to do his will, he will know of the teaching. What's the key? You've got to be willing to do the will. You're never going to understand no matter how many times you read if you've already made up your mind, I'm not going to do that. But the one who is willing to do the will, he will know of the teaching. You can understand. But you may have to dig. You may have to be that workman that Paul wrote to Timothy about in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, handling accurately the word of truth, being diligent to, 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 being diligent to be that workman. It takes diligence. Too many of us are just lazy. We've given up. We're not even trying anymore. And then finally, I said it was going to be short. If you want an open mind to understand the Scriptures, you're going to have to remove the clutter. What verse is it that uses that word clutter? It's, it's not there, but the thought is. You see, there's not only to be the good and honest heart. There is not only to be the acceptance of the fact I can't understand this I'm going to have to put effort forth but the barrier to understanding so often is the cloud that you have allowed that I have allowed to overwhelm my heart Paul writes about this this clutter in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and he's explaining why so many of the Jews not during the ministry of Christ but even up to this point after the ministry of Christ were not understanding their minds were not opened he writes listen listen to this verse 14 2 Corinthians 3 but their minds were hardened. For until this very day, at the reading of the Old Covenant, the same veil remains unlifted. Now the analogy or example that he used in the preceding verses was of Moses who would put a veil over his face so that when he came out, when he came out, the Jews would be able to bear it because his face shone so brightly. It's kind of hard to imagine that. 
But in this case, it was a veil that they had put over their heart. When Moses is read, a veil lies over their heart. But whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. You see, turning to the Lord is turning away from something else. You're turning to the Lord as you turn away from the clutter. You turn away from the worldly concerns. You turn away from the obsession with life. And you turn away from the bad thoughts. In James chapter 1 and verse 19, two passages that basically say the same thing. First, in James chapter 1, he writes, This you know, my beloved brethren, but everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Quick to hear what? Slow to speak what? Slow to anger in response to what? For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. Therefore, anytime you see the word therefore, it's therefore a reason. And it connects back with what has just been said. And what he says here is, whatever it is in your heart that's keeping you from understanding, you've got to remove it. Putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness, in humility receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. You've got to remove the clutter. You've got to remove the veil that's preventing you from understanding. God can't work on a heart that is closed. He can't work on a heart or a mind that is shut. He's not going to do that. He's not going to violate your free will. You've got to be willing to know the teaching. I said two passages which say basically the same thing. The second is in 1 Peter. By the way, there are only two books that Peter wrote. <laughs> How many in class caught that this morning? Oh, good, good. We had this little discussion going on and a little friendly marital debate between Dwight and Penny Thompson. Can you imagine that? <laughs> I asked the question, how many books did John write? John the Apostle. Some said four. It wasn't just Dwight. Some said four. Some said five. Penny said five. It's Gospel of John, first, second, and third John, and then Revelation. So it is five. Well, touche, Dwight pointed out to me afterwards, you said first, second, and third Peter. And I did. <laughs> so, you know, Sometimes our minds don't work the way we want them to. So I said 1st, 2nd, and 3rd Peter. No, it's only 1st and 2nd Peter. But here in 1st Peter, the parallel passage, I think, to James, therefore putting aside all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Doesn't that sound like clutter? You've got to put those things aside. And then like newborn babies long for the pure milk of the word so that by it you may grow in respect to salvation if you have tasted the kindness of the Lord. That's the veil. 
That's the veil that has to be removed. And that's only removed in Christ. The malice, the deceit, the hypocrisy, the envy, the slander, those are all barriers to understanding. The Lord can't open that mind. The Lord can't open that heart. And I'm not going to be able to understand the Scriptures because I'm coming to God's Word with an incorrect frame of reference. If my heart is filled with malice, deceit, and hypocrisy, and envy, and slander, I'm trying to... This is a weird way of saying it. I'm trying to understand thermodynamics based on everything I know about principles of accounting. I'm, I'm, I'm operating from the wrong frame of reference. That's not going to help me. I've got to get the principles of accounting out of my mind and then I can understand thermodynamics. Is that a terrible illustration or what? Whatever it is, it's cluttering. If you want your mind to, to be open to understand the Scriptures, get your heart right. Tell yourself, I can understand this. I, I can get this. may not be today. may not be next week. But I'm going to keep thinking about it. I'm going to keep studying about it. I'm going to keep praying about it. I'm going to ask questions. And eventually, I'm going to understand it. But whatever the barrier, the veil that's keeping you from seeing spiritual things... You've got to take it out of your life. You've got to take it out of your life. If you're here this morning and you've never obeyed the gospel, then the Lord wants to open your heart. But you've got to listen. You've got to listen like Lydia did. You've got to listen to what the Bible says. Believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Repent of your sins. Confess your faith. And then be baptized to have those sins washed away. If you're subject to the gospel call, please come as we stand and sing.